0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict. Okay, let's get going then. We're just about to start the seventh chapter of the Mishnah of Trumot. And I thought it'd be useful just to go back to the map of the tractate and just check where we were. We began with who can give Truma what kind of foods. We went on to mistakes with Trummer and mixtures. We learnt about numbers, we learnt about truma falling into other food. And in the chapter six, we learnt about eating truma by accident. And the penalty, if you eat truma by accident, which is to add a fifth. And we also learnt, by the way, that when the Mishnah talks about adding a fifth, what they really mean is adding 25%. So the final, what you add becomes a fifth of the final amount. We're gonna jump into chapter seven now, and we're gonna notice, by the way, that at least the first three Mishnayot of chapter seven, which we're going to cover today, are parallel to the first three Mishnayot of chapter six. So in other words, chapter seven is almost like an inverted copy of the beginning of chapter six, with a difference, with one difference. In chapter six, we learned about Eating by accident and adding a fifth. In chapter seven, we're going to go through the same examples and we're going to see what happens if it's not by accident and look at different places where we don't add th- we do not add a fifth. So, in other words, chapter seven is a mirror image of chapter six, but not adding the fifth. That's the summary, that's the overview of what we're going to cover today. Let's just jump into the text. And, of course, we we will look at the text of the Mishnah, but just to begin with, we need a verse. We need a Pasuk. The Pasuk we need is one we mentioned before in chapter 6. Someone who eats a holy thing by mistake. This is only for someone who eats a holy thing by mistake. And you add a fifth. And you give the Kohen the Kodesh. And the text is clear about the fact that this adding of the fifth seems to apply only when we eat something holy by accident. So when the Mishnah in chapter 7 is going to jump into eating holy things on purpose, it doesn't add the fifth because it's carrying out this close reading of a verse. By accident, we add a fifth. On purpose, we don't. Let's have a look at the Mishnah. Someone who eats truma on purpose. You have to pay the principal back. But you don't have to pay the fifth back. And because this is not, this is not, a, this is not a, if you like, a holy repayment. So the status of what you pay back does not become truma. What you pay back isn't truma. And the repayment just remains ordinary chol, ordinary chulin. And that means, by the way, that if the Kohen wanted to waive the repayment, he's perfectly w- willing to do so. He Kohen, limchol, mochel. He can waive this payment. So this is a mirror image of the first Mishnah of chapter six, but the outcome is slightly different, totally different. The Mishnah then goes on to to examine, the, um, in the we're gonna look at the daughter of a priest, the parallel, the parallel in chapter six was, mm-hmm. the parallel in chapter six was an ordinary, an ordinary Israelite woman who married a priest. And now in chapter seven, we're going to deal with, Second Mishnah, but Kohen. So not the daughter of an Israelite who married a priest, but the daughter of a priest. But Kohen, sheni It's the opposite way around. You can see that this chapter 7 is a mirror image in some ways of chapter 6. But Kohen, sheni Israel, Someone whom, a daughter of a priest who married an Israelite. Opposite way around. And afterwards ate trimmer. So she eats trimmer again. Whether it's on purpose or not is, is not clear, but it, it doesn't matter for the purpose of this Mishnah because the halacha is It's exactly parallel. She repays the principal, but not the fifth. Why is that? Well, the halacha is If a, a stranger eats, eats, eats Kodesh, he has to add a fifth. And but the daughter of a Kohen is not considered by the Halacha to be a stranger. So whether this is on purpose or by accident, she's not required to add, add the adapter. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, and you know, this is a disturbing part of the Mishnah, which is which is uncomfortable to teach, but we, we can't like ignore it because the Mishnah just throws it in. we There's a halacha which comes from the text that the that the penalty for adultery in the daughter of a cohen is, is capital punishment and it's by 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 burning. It, it that's it's not by incineration, it's actually by ingesting a very hot object. But and this is discussed in the Mishnah in Sanhedrin, but I think it's I, I we don't have time to investigate death penalties for I mean this is a very disturbing remark which the Mishnah just throws in. And we don't have time in a 10-minute sheer to go into it, but I, I can't ignore it. But I might just observe that, first, by the time that the Mishnah is written, Jewish courts don't have the power of the death penalty. Second, that in the Mishnah of Sanhedrin, the rabbis, when they discuss death penalties, say that a court that sentenced to death once in 70 years was considered a, a very... A, 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 court that was excessively violent. And of course, in order to sentence someone to death in any situation, um, in, according to the halakha of the Mishnah, one would need, of course, both witnesses and pre-warning. So we'd be, you know, the idea that we're gonna have a case of adultery when there are witnesses who've warned someone, I, I mean, yet I mean, the, the idea that this halakha is ever carried out in practice uh is, is is absolutely unbelievable and we may come back we should we will come back to this when we come back to the Mishnah of Sanhedrin. But the but I I, I we I well, I can't help just observing this as we go through the Mishnah. The Mishnah states Umita <inaudible> because she is the daughter of a priest. And the Mishnah will come back by in a little minute just to contrast this with other situations. If she married someone who she's ineligible to marry, so for example, a divorced woman marrying Kohen Gadol, classic example, divorced woman's not allowed to marry the Kohen Gadol. Um, no Jewish woman is allowed to marry a Mamser. If she married someone who she's not he- eligible to marry, then according to Rabbi Meir, she loses her status as a Bat Kohen, as a daughter for Kohen. So Rabbi Meir would say, look, in that case, she does have to pay back the, the extra fifth. She's no longer bat kohen. And then he says she no longer has the death penalty by burning. She's, it's by, by by a different method. And the halakha, by the way, doesn't go according to Rabbi Meir. The sages say that she always remains bat kohen, regardless of what other action she takes during her life. So the sages say, Zo vazor, both. Both pick both both people, you know, whether she marries a mazel or not, whether she is a divorced person who marries the kohen gadol or not, she pays, she repays the principal, but she's not obliged to repay the fifth. The third mishnah, the third chapter, and is another is a parallel to the. The the Mishnah in chapter six, which discussed someone, do you remember, who fed his workers or his guests truma. And here we have, and remember that the workers and the guests in that situation, these are eating truma. And they they themselves are liable to make the repayment of the principal or the fifth. And perhaps, you know, they get the money back from the host, but they are liable. Now we're going to have a situation where those who eat are not liable. Someone who feeds his small children. Or his slaves. These are people without capacity. Or... Maybe someone who eats truma from outside the land, which is a rabbinic prohibition only, or less than all his bulk of truma, which is a rabbinic prohibition only, repays the value but not the fifth. And along the same lines, the first Mishnah, the repayment remains chulin and the priest can forgive if he wants. And this is the principle which is taught in the fourth Mishnah. We'll close with this principle. If you have to repay both the principal and the additional fifth, which we know is 25%, what you're paying becomes truma. And if it's truma, if, it, if you're, what you're repaying is truma, the priest cannot refuse to accept it. And and if you're ever in a situation where you have to repay the principal but not the additional fifth, the repayment remains chulin, it remains chol. And that means that if the priest wants to waive the payment, the priest is quite at liberty to do so. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.